right, this is Lady D'Angelo. Three art questions proposed by Jesse Kaufman. Uh, Jesse Kaufman in the Twitter sphere. Uh, The three questions. The last question was, how can artists support each other, best support each other? And I added personally and professionally. But that, for this question, was redundant. Because I think... I polled a Facebook group, I got a few responses, and from those few responses, I decided, uh, definitively, everyone, the the case closed, Hercule Poirot speaks, Uh, I decided definitively, definitively, that there was four types of support that artists could provide to each other, and the four types of support are financial, personal, professional, Maybe I should switch those. Professional, personal, and superficial. Okay, I talked a bit about superficiality. Uh, not overall. It's a big topic. Ugh, boy. Uh, look up superficiality in the dictionary, and what you will find is Facebook and Instagram. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I... Uh, I wanted to address, based on the feedback that I got, what people, can, what the people at least I polled, consider to be support. And a lot of it revolved around financial support, which is something I didn't even think about. It just came up. So people I polled, eh, three or four people, told me that they get a lot out of a community the way they they feel that they can support their art community is by buying things from them and okay i think that goes without saying i should have thought of that but i was i could go too deep this is this is surface level stuff so you got to start on the surface and then you dive down otherwise you just dive in you don't know where you are or it's dark there's fish i don't know uh th- Financial support for one person in particular mentioned not asking for friend prices when you're buying work. A lot of a lot of these people are um, they may table at conventions, maybe they do comics and illustration, or maybe they get hired by friends to do projects, illustration projects. And some of them are fine artists, right? Uh, so you know, painting on the wall uh, says three hundred dollars. Can I get a, a discount for being a buddy? Don't ask for for discounts. That's what one person said. I I agree with that. Okay, that's fair. Don't ask for discounts. Come on. Um, people trying to make a living. And what are they gonna say? No, you put them in an awkward spot. It's like asking somebody, "Do you think my baby's ugly?" I uh, I, 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 I you know don't ask people questions you don't want to know the answer to. And don't ask for bargains, okay, from friends. What are they supposed to do? So there's that. Okay, then another person said supporting financially meant when you see an artist selling something that is in your price range, you buy just to be supportive. Now, I have a counter-argument to this. My best friend in the world, whether she knows it or not, uh, she don't know it. Uh, she's awesome, and she tables, and she sells, you know, product. And every time I visited her, I bought something, something or other. And I have heard her say, on a in a different uh, um, situation, circumstance, 
how she was a little disappointed by this show she did because really the only sales she made were to her friends. Now, I, uh, I was one of those people. She probably didn't remember that. It's okay. She didn't mean any harm. It's just how it was. Because you're looking at your sales for a show, and you want to know basically where you stand. You use the... I, I suppose people use the financial part occasionally to uh, value themselves and, and probably to assess whether or not it's worth doing another show. You know, you table at a show where you sell a merchandise, that costs you money. Right, so you got your initial investment there, and and you have to at least recoup your costs plus your effort. Okay, so if you only recoup your costs, and there's no plus for the effort, maybe you don't do the show again. Right? Now, if the same is true, and you recoup your costs, but you know 50% of your sales was friends who stopped by, uh, you probably don't feel too great about doing that show again. Right? I think that's where she's coming from. Does that have any bearing? I don't know. I was thinking about, well, when you support a friend and you're buying what they're selling just for buying it, does that actually... I mean, you can't not do it, right? But, but it, does, it, does it make them feel like they're, being, they're a success? If my ma shows up to every one of my art shows and buys everything off the wall, can I consider myself a success? Thanks, ma. Meanwhile, my ma's got a got the the the, uh, the the fallout shelter downstairs filled with my art, just in case for when Trump drops the bombs. All right. Uh, so that's an interesting little hiccup to that particular piece of feedback. Buy each other's work. Okay, support each other financially. There's another one, which nobody mentioned, which is Kickstarter and Patreon. And we all know I got mixed feelings about those things. However, I, uh, I, I understand where they come from. It is a continuing form of financial support. It is a, it is a kind of financial support that shows, uh, it goes above and beyond buying product that's already finished. It's, it's an, it's a... Uh, it's an investment in the future, right? Only unlike investing, you don't get much back. Well, you get the satisfaction of supporting your artist, friend. Yeah, but I'm not part of their company. I don't get to shares or anything. What am I going to do when I retire? I'm going to cash that shit in? No, you're just supporting a friend. Yeah, but does, do they really need my support so they can put out another uh, Xerox copied zine? I don't know if they need that. Why can't I just buy the Z? You don't get it. Patreon is here to support. It's support. It's 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 supposed to provide. It's, it's a, a supplement. I don't know. That ain't for me. Ah, you bitter old jackass. Anyway, despite... Oh, look at this guy. All right, go ahead and cut me off. I see. Uh, BMW! Oh, my God. Look, I'm sorry to get sidetracked, but... This Okay, I was cut off mid-rant or pre-rant, so it was for the best. Here's what happened. I'm driving. I get cut off by a BMW. Who saw that coming? If, if, if A fortune teller couldn't have seen that coming. And then I had a long and nasty, horrible rant 
And I listened back to this thing, and it got cut off. That was Providence telling me that uh, I should not have been saying these things. Uh, for the better that that was off the record, that's for sure. Oh, the language I used, the things I said, uh, the holy names I invoked, all, all of it. Anyway, that guy's long gone, and I have to now somehow reassemble my, my nonsense thoughts. I was talking, I believe, about how financially supporting an artist. Okay, so how can artists support each other financially? I think I covered uh, that you could buy their things. I think I covered that you could support them on Patreon and Kickstarter and all in their projects. Fund their projects. Okay, so project funding was an interesting. Uh, uh, it's an interesting thing. And I think these third parties create a model that makes it easy to fund an artist. Okay, so there's that. But it also carries over into the superficial. And here's why I think that. An unpopular opinion, as that may be. Uh, Chipping into somebody's tip jar or whatever, it it ain't no skin off your back. It's fine. It doesn't hurt you. It's easy. the monthly charges, I believe, allow you to actually set it and forget it, as they would say on that infomercial. But, uh, you know, like, okay, if I'm going to give to the to UNICEF, which I do, uh, I just tell them, okay, take this much a month and I'll give it to UNICEF to help the, the kids, uh, the victims of, of, of violence across the world. All right, and then I get to feel good and pat myself on the back. And so hopefully some of that money actually gets to children what does that have to do with anything it's a little bit like uh, doing a monthly payment service to a to an artist right you fund their operation okay so why do i resist that um, i think because it is slightly superficial it becomes a little bit like the uh hitting the hot button or retweeting or whatever it it is something it isn't nothing. No one should. No one can take that away. And there is a monetary thing involved. Yeah, but what, where I resist, I think, is that the third party gets involved, skims off the top, and that skimming only exists because of the convenience of being able to to contribute superficially, and financially to an artist, so that I don't have to think about it. I set a monthly fee, and there it is, and I don't think about it anymore. Maybe people interact with this differently than I do. I'm, I'm sure that's the case because I know there are whole communities built up around this sort of a contribution model, this patronage model. So why why is why do I call it superficial? Well, I don't know. I, I guess I could just I could, what wouldn't be superficial is a better question. Maybe I'm going into I, I get going into territory I shouldn't go into. What would not be superficial is, is, you know, putting a card in the mail full of nickels like my grandma used to do in the 70s there uh, uh, with a handwritten note that says, bless you, sir, for what you do, or, or ma'am, for madam, for what you do in the world. Uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, sending a check, a big fat check. Maybe, maybe I dig up the ghost of Ed McMahon Send a ghost to Ed McMahon around to my favorite artist's house with a giant cardboard check. Maybe I do that? Is that not superficial? Ghost to Ed McMahon. 
somehow the ghost of Ed McMahon, in my mind, is like the ghost of Phil Hartman doing the ghost of Ed McMahon. Uh, it's a lot more fun. Yes. <laughs> you are correct, sir. I love that. Uh, all right. More dated crap. I'm going to move on. I can't talk about this. Financially supporting an artist, you buy their stuff, you don't ask for friend prices, you don't ask for discounts, you contribute to their operation in whatever way you're comfortable, and if that involves a third party, so be it. Or you send them a big check. I don't know. Do something. So, okay. There's a form of support. I know, I didn't get to this. I know, of, now there's a friend of mine who responded to these queries I made here, and, uh, his opinion was that financial support, and he said, the way he said it, financial support to me is uh, superficial overall. And he was talking about all of the above. He's talking about buying work. He's talking about going to the gallery and, and, and purchasing work. That he, He's a fine artist, so he's got work in a gallery. He's talking about buying you know, his product, if he puts out product, or... Uh, you know, hiring, hiring an illustrator. This is this is how I've made my living as a, as a contract employee. Uh, there's a financial support there. If I was hired by a friend, I guess I would say that friend was supporting me. If I was hired by a long-term client, that client is supporting me financially. Okay. So these are all forms of financial support. This friend who responded to this... He's a university professor, and he's a he's a, a freelance artist, okay, and and a gallery artist. So he's doing all of the above. He is the the Renaissance man of of the, the contemporary era, and, and okay. So uh, when he he says he starts off by answering his questions that I gave proposed by saying, I find art to be a lonely and solitary exercise, and an isolating exercise. And I consider financial support, he says later in the same post, I consider financial support uh, a very superficial form of support because of the above things. And then I asked him questions to follow up and said, well, why, why do you say that? Is this because financial support uh, is not taking you out of the zone of being uh, uh, isolated, is not, is not putting you into a community? You know, how so? And his response is that, uh, that uh, financial support and patronage puts, makes, it puts the people in a sort of client, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, Producer-client, producer-consumer uh, relationship. And those on the surface, well, those are overall a very superficial relationships. I provide something you want. You purchase said thing from me. So ends our relationship. And this may be, and that's interesting. So he considers all of that financial support, even though it's his livelihood to be superficial, therefore not nurturing the, the, the soul of the person, uh, not, not providing the support that he finds most valuable. And I'll get into what he finds most valuable. But while I'm on financial, I just wanted to address this. This is, I think, why I feel maybe that the, the forms of patronage, purchasing, and hiring, all of those things are a bit superficial because they are part of the uh, 
produce a consumer relationship. No matter how you how hard you try to break those lines and break that barrier down, you're still left with I'm a person uh, of of I don't know. I'm providing something that you're going to pay for, and what I provide to you is not provided for free. It's provided as a service or a, or a product. It is either a service or a product, right? As a freelancer, I can I can deliver a service and a product, right? Sorry, I'm confusing this whole thing. I don't know. There's something about that. It isn't nurturing, right? How can you how can you provide something? How can you provide more than a than a service when there's a payment being offered to you for for said service? And so you know, financially supporting an artist is a way support them and my friend brings this up that it's a little bit superficial and I, I think I would have to agree there is a superficiality to it except when friends are buying from you or repeat clients you know I have a repeat client that I really respect a lot I love this guy he's a nice guy but we're not friends make no mistake I mean I'm not doing things for him for free I probably would <laughs> but that's just me I like what he I like what he wants me to do, so he keeps coming back, and I keep doing the things, and he pays me, and it's it's an awesome relationship, but it isn't a friendship. When a friend would hire me, if there's no money exchanged, okay, that's friendly, but when a friend hires you and there is money exchanged, it becomes awkward, because it's a mix of the personal and the professional. Uh, it becomes a what is our relationship sort of thing. And while I'm just free-forming here, that reminds me of therapy. Therapy is an extremely personal experience that you pay for. <laughs> you pay the professional to listen to you, talk about your most intimate things, and, and provide intimate feedback to you. But you pay them. And they do expect to be paid. The relationship ends, ends, begins and ends there with the payment, right? So, so what is that? Do I call that support? I'm definitely supporting them. Uh, and they support me emotionally, but they're paying for it. This is getting confusing. All right, see, support of artists financially. And is financially the most important way to support an artist? Time will tell. I'm working on that. Uh, okay, you can support an artist professionally. And here's another one that's interesting. So when I was interested in getting into the animation industry... I did a lot of networking, and I have talked at length about that a little bit on a previous recording. Not important. What is important is that those relationships were uh, they were based on a professional need that I had. I wanted to get a job in an industry that has gatekeepers. And the gatekeepers are between me and the thing that I want. Between me and my dream is a gatekeeper. It's a gate at least. And, and you expect that those gates are minded by the keepers. And the keepers uh, may employ other people. And those other people are people you can get to know. And then you have a, uh, a six degrees of Kevin Bacon going on, uh, wherein you're, uh, I, I don't know, footloose. And the, the job you want to get into is, uh, uh, friggin', I don't know, uh, what's the movie where he's playing that evil dude? Uh, the, the one where... Oh, it doesn't matter. There's a, there's a separation there when you're not involved with other people who work in the industry. Or other people who are interested in the industry. Okay. 
So I want to get into this industry. There are people participating right now who also want to get into the industry. There are people who work in the industry on the, in the peripheral jobs, maybe, or on the outskirts of the, of the industry. And those people may have connections to people who work in, or are inside, as get, or perhaps gatekeepers. Maybe they ain't that many degrees between Footloose and uh, uh, the, the movie I don't know the name of. Um, right, okay, so... I, I don't know. It becomes it becomes sort of networking becomes a way that you can be supported professionally uh, by another member of of the party. <clears throat> Maybe that person is just like you and has a slight advantage over you, like they're just about to get in, or they know someone who's just who's in. All right. So that person can support you professionally. You can support them professionally if the tables were turned. Now, I have a friend who actually works in the animation industry, right? So he's the best example I have of this. And he's one of the people that responded to this query that I put out. And his response to how you could support other artists involved, well, I'm, I work in this industry and I know some people who are interested in being part of it. So I always have my ear to the ground and my eye open to see who is, who is perhaps a good candidate to fill a position at this industry or at my job or at a job that I hear about um, all right so he, he that was one of his answers that's how he can support and how artists can support each other is by keeping in mind all the people they know um, keeping in mind their network when when opportunities present themselves when opportunity knocks even if you're not there to answer the door maybe he's there to answer the door and say oh hold on He's in his bedroom. I'll go get him. Jenny! Opportunity's calling for you. I'm in the bathroom. Well, what do I tell him? Tell him I'll call him back. Anyway, that's what you do, right? That's a friend. A friend would do those things. A friend is providing that as a way to support friends. Now, when you're networking, you're not necessarily dealing with friends. Sometimes you're dealing with acquaintances. Sometimes you're dealing with people. In my case, people I met at class, at night classes, or and they became friendships, or they didn't. I don't know. Regardless, when you're in a class with someone, or if you went to college with someone, you at least are familiar with their work. So one way you can be supportive of them is to keep that work in mind. Don't forget them when they're gone out of your sight or out of your uh, current uh, experience you still remember them you think about them you keep, you keep your eye open for opportunities my job recently had a graphic design position open and I had a friend who happened to be looking for a job as a graphic designer so I pass that information along I take his resume push it to the, to the in front of my boss my ignorant idiot boss looks at the resume and says, what do you want me to do with this? And I said, this is a friend of mine and he's excellent. And he, he's good at A, B, and C and all of these things. He'd be perfect for this role. And, and she says, ah, nah, we're going to hire somebody incompetent instead. And I said, okay, sorry, friend. My job sucks. That's kind of how that went. Um, but I tried because I'm a friend and that's my, my way of supporting. I wish I were in an opportunity more often to support people I know and love. Uh, 
All right, cut off again. Cut off twice. I think I think the universe is trying to tell me uh, to shut my mouth. Just like, much like my office is trying to tell me to shut up. Stop talking. Stop trying to improve things. We like it the way it is broken. All right. Uh, I'm going to try this one more time. You know the problem with the phone? You have a lot of problems with a phone, obviously. But the problem with a device that does absolutely everything for you is it opens up a world of opportunities. Uh, But not all of them work very well. So if I get a phone call or a text message or, God forbid, Twitter wants to update me on some god-awful Donald Trump news, it may or may not be cutting off my my long and, and energetic recordings. Maybe it was audio gold. The smooth, silky tones here, uh, right into your ear holes. No, I think what happened is, uh, is uh, like the movie Her. Did you see that? Anybody see that? That's a good movie here. I uh, see it. In the movie Her, the phone is so good that, it, that it's actually fixing the man's life. I like that. I like that. Or a, a, a more dated version of that movie, Electric Dreams. <laughs> Where the computer is, like, fixing the guy's life. Anyway, I think... What was I saying? Much Oh, oh the, 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 the phone knows better than I do when I was done. You should have stopped talking now. And it's just like, look, why don't we just finish this up? You've gone on long enough. All right, I'm sorry. Something I was saying, which I thought was actually pretty important and poignant, was that uh, part of being a friend and supporting your friends professionally involves when you're, especially when you're a freelance. Uh, Now, I talked about trying to get my friend a job at the place I work, which, you know, mixed blessing for him had he been hired. But I, I'm thinking about freelance work in particular because when I, when I know, I know a bunch of people who are full-time freelance, and when I was full-time freelance, we all sort of stay connected, and a good friend will pass along clients to you or projects to you that they think you're suited for. And there's probably two different ways to do this. Number one is the situation I usually find myself in. Uh, there's more work than I can, than I can do or am willing to do. And at a period of time where I was full-time freelance, I didn't have that attitude. I just did it all uh, at, at great expense. Um, because you got to make the money, right? Uh, cheddar. Got to grate that cheddar. But then, if you're too... But then I had a friend who were doing very well and, and could be picky and choosy with his projects. So he would pass them along. Now, I never found myself in that position. I found my, but it, But I appreciate that friend keeping me in mind and I think it's important when you when you know your friends who are freelancing to know what their strengths are or or interests are I guess more appropriate and and f- when a project comes along that you're either not interested in or can't take you you inform your network and I've done this recently uh, because uh, over the past couple of years I, I have been scaling back and, and, and then actually just scaled out, uh, uh, removed myself from the scenario. But I had repeat clients who kept coming, uh, and I 
I didn't want to just tell them no. I wanted to have something to say to them, and I wanted, and I know people at the at this point who would do really well on the projects I was doing for these clients. And the thing that's hard for me to admit aloud, but I will admit because I think it's important. The thing that was hard for me to do is I know there's a project that came up that I, this project there's a person I was working for that I really enjoyed working for. It's probably the best client I've ever had. And the projects that he would bring to me were, were wonderful projects. And he seemed very happy with what it was. We had a great relationship. It was going really well. But I don't want to spend every evening of my week working until midnight anymore. I just don't. Okay, so that's neither here nor there. I really love this client and I really loved his projects. I have a good friend from college who is full-time freelancing now. And uh, he's really good. He's just really good. And he would knock this shit out of the park. And I knew it. Now, contacting him with this client and, and, and then, you know, bringing this client to him, bringing him to the client, it, it hurt my ego a little bit. I'll be honest. I didn't want to lose this client, but I also didn't want to do it at work anymore. I can't do it. I can't keep up. I'm too old. And my friend has since started working for this client and is doing really well for him. And, and the projects they've been doing are a lot of fun together. And I look and I've actually seen what he's done for the client. Okay. It's a little hard to take. If I'm being 100% honest, it's a little hard to take. Because I know that I did not do as good a job. Even though I did my best, I didn't do as good a job as my friend did, does. And my friend now is, is doing great things for this client and continues to work for him regularly. And I think they have a great working relationship. And I am a little bit, I feel a little bit jealous. And, and a little bit, I don't know, if I'm being honest. It was hard for me. It wasn't hard for me to pass that client along and pass those projects along to my friend. Because I knew he would kill it. Uh... So I knew the relationship was going to be good. And in my heart, I know that's the thing you do. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't say there's a little bitty, a little ugly part of me that's sad <laughs> that I, that I, you know, that that happened that way. If I'd be lying to you. And I think it's important to, to address that stuff when it comes up. Now, of course, I recognize it's wrong. And here's where I'm, my values are still in line. But I'd be lying to you if I had said I didn't ever feel that. I feel that. It makes me a little insecure. Uh, what a shocker. I'm insecure about something. Oh, my God. Well, this is a feeling I guess I'll have to get used to. New feelings. All right. So anyway, that's part of being a friend. That's part of being a professional. And that's part of supporting the people that I know who are working hard to, to make their dreams happen. And if I could contribute in any small way to making their dreams happen, that's what you do. Whether or not it's ever been done unto you, that's just what you do. And that's the right thing. And it feels good. And I'm happy about it. I'm happy for him. The part of me that's ugly is much smaller than the part of me that's, that's happy for him. Okay? And that's important. And that's good. At least I'm not completely broken. All right. So that's how you can support artists professionally. I think I gave several examples of that. Uh, they may or may not have been recorded. Uh, 
I wanted to go back to the friend of mine that is a fine artist and a uh, and a university professor and a freelance illustrator, who said that that he felt financial support and other kinds of uh, uh, I don't know surface level like money monetary support from other artists uh, or networks was was he felt that they were uh, uh, um, uh, superficial. I want to go back to that. Because I think I think it's important to address that moving forward, that financial professional support of of your of your friends or network of, of artists that you know are extremely important. But to him, and I and I think I completely agree. To me, those things are. Uh, Important, but not the not not the thing, not the things that I would trade. Uh, wait, what am I saying? I would trade those things for something else. Like they're not the ones that if I put them on a scale, they're they're all weighted the same. I think what's important to my friend who was talking about this, and what's important to me, are uh, personal support. And uh, personal support. Um, Maybe it carries over into the superficial, but uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time talking or thinking that over as, as to address that as well because I think I think ultimately that's the most important one to him and I agree with him. Um, okay, I, I I think that whatever it ends up being recorded on this is probably a plenty. Uh, uh, okay, so the uh, uh, three art questions. Question three: How do you support uh, other artists personally and professionally? How can artists support each other personally and professionally? Okay, uh, this is Lenny D'Angelo. Uh, okay. Oh, it's hard to stop when you actually want to. That's phone. Cut me off. Phone. Buttons are not responding. Phone. Siri. Can you, could you do the editing thing you did before? Siri. Did somebody call me maybe? Or Twitter. What, what did Trump do today? <laughs>